Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Jordana. And I'm Sammy. What's going on? Happy almost thank- happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving back. Good. I was like, if she doesn't say it, I'm going to kill her. Good. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Right on cue. We had, we, our annual You've Got Mail, um, Happy Thanksgiving back, um, obscure line from a movie that no one but us knows. I think people know know You've Got Mail. I mean, that is... That is a- of course they know You've Got Mail, but do they know that fairly obscure like pseudo line of like happy thanksgiving back which is not even that like without the context of the exact scene you know well one one man's pseudo line is another man's main line so hopefully hopefully they do so what's going on what are your thanksgiving what's going on happy thanksgiving what are your what are you up to so my sister uh dr naomi is in in town with her uh with her whole family so they're staying at my house which is which is really fun. I'm also it's it's fun. Like I'm getting to hang out with my uh, nieces and nephew, and I'm also learning about how the sound travels in my house. Oh, good to know. It's more than just Mike and I. So like, and there's like a bunch. There's like three just like screaming kids. So now I have the sense of of you know what you can hear in every room, which is a new thing for me. Well, that's very helpful because when else do you get to try that out? Never, I guess. Yeah. I was actually listening to you. I don't remember if you were talking about this on you up or oversharing or perhaps both, but you were talking about how you did you get beds for everyone? Did you like get everything? Okay. Everyone, there's enough beds. Um I got the snacks. I got Good. um all the stuff. Yeah, it's been a it's been a big prep week. I did a lot of activities. You did. How's yeah. how's Mike with the is Mike is Mike happy with the, you know, the hosting situation? You know, oh, right. Because he wanted me to tell her about the furniture. Have you met um, his standards is what I'm asking. I think so. I've, I've, I've you know, I've, I've sufficiently. Here, here's the other thing. It's like the person I'm hosting is just like me because she's right. my sister. She grew up in the same exact house as me. So I know that she has the same bar for like how intensely things are like paid attention to detail in, which is not that much. Um, and it's funny, I was also showing her like the plans I have for my house. And so many of the comments she was making about the plans were like exactly the comments that I would make because it's just funny how like genetics work. Like we're both like we have no concept of like spatial things and like how things fit. So we're looking at these like architectural plans and she's like, which way is like up? I don't know. <laughs> like, um, so it's funny to 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 get like a reflection of myself in various things that are that that I'm having trouble figuring out. Yeah, she's kind of the the perfect first guest yes. for you, for you, like perfect trial. Like she's not going to be too judgy. You have the kids. You got the sound tests. It's they're perfect. Naomi is the perfect first guest for you. I also think I was just thinking like you're you know, you say partially it's genetic, but I also feel like it's a lot of it is like big family, like yes. being raised in a big family right. because you and Avi have a lot of those types of similarities as well. And I really feel like some of it comes from like 
just having a lot of siblings and like totally. certain things just like don't really matter because the mm-hmm. the qua- the quantity of the siblings takes like all the space up. That's a that, yeah, it takes up all the space and also just like there's there's so every person you add is another moving part that to be if you were like super particular about a detail and there's like six other people's opinions on you're just never really like you would never survive that situation. So you kind of have to be more like you know, basic needs met, I'm good. Right, exactly. It's like the the too much focus on, you know, oh, is this the is the bed perfect? Does everyone have their own bed even? You know, it's <laughs> it's questionable. Exactly. We can't we can't yeah. go there or we'll drive ourselves uh, uh uh crazy. But um that's it that's nice. I'm going to my in-laws for actual Thanksgiving and I'm going to my brothers for like night before Thanksgiving for like my side. That's how you're spending Blackout Wednesday? Black, yeah. My Thanksgiving Eve will be spent in uh, Westchester. Things have, things have really changed. Truly, truly. Um, I'm hoping I don't sit in like three hours of traffic getting there is my only, is my, is my one, is my one prayer for Thanksgiving. Okay. What about you? You're going away. Right? Yeah. Avi and I are going to St. Martin. Very excited. Oh, wow. That's going to be great. Please get some sun for me. You know, I will. I'm going to try not to, you know, end up with sunstroke or anything that I usually end up with. In an effort to, to get to get sun for the both of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> overdid it. Oh, Jordana said no, no sunscreen. I, tried. I, wish you, I wish you could bottle sun and like give it to me. You know, I know what you mean. You know, they do have like happy lights. I don't think those. It's you know, I guess the they same. have like tanning beds. It's you not know, the same if that it's, is, oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's closer to the same, yeah. but, uh, but not advised. I realized that, you know, I realized that Avi and I, this is the only time I think maybe in our entire relationship where we've gone to like a beach vacation, just the two of us, like that was our choice of destination. Which is like resort? Yeah, just like resort on a the resort beach. on the beach. Yeah, like we've never just chosen to do that, the two of us. We've only ever that's gone true. to a resort like for you know with a group or for an event or like that for makes an sense to me not even as part of a trip like oh like you, you this is the resort part of the trip not on you know the typical beach or mexico or right. any of those places yeah that's funny it makes sense to me because i feel like you're not like that into the sun and avi is like very into activities yes so the i would say like resort chilling vacation is very much like minimal activities be in the sun yeah except he's very <laughs> excited for the activities they have a tennis court there where like i have all my tennis outfits packed and ready to go actually okay. not packed more just like sitting in a pile with all the stuff that i'm thinking of packing um but yeah no i'm very excited i'm ex- we're, i'm excited for uh just to not really think about anything for four days straight that's gonna be great i'm very happy for you i'm quite jealous um thank you what, um what's your mom doing she is watching our dogs. <laughs> oh, wow. So you've just abandoned her with the dogs. We invited her. She doesn't care for the sun either. She's just like, you know, she, wow. she, we're like, would you want to come? You know, she's like, eh, oh, uh, don't care. She was wow. going to maybe go to her friends in Florida, but she also is just like, no, I just, I'd rather stay home. <laughs> How many nights are you guys going for? We're going for five nights. Which is like longer than we've ever. That's a long, uh, longish beach vacation for people who don't uh, are not uh, beach vacationers. I don't really know. I think it was like I think we ended up doing. I think we ended up staying an extra night because the flight back was so expensive. Okay, and so it was like almost not 
it was like more expensive to pay for a hotel night, but it was less of a hassle. You that know? makes sense. So right, but then but then you get the extra day exactly. Yeah. Like you're get like rather than paying money for a shitty flight on a shitty travel day. You know what's interesting? The difference between like being younger and being like I think in my younger days I was always like, oh, let me book like the latest flight on the day we're leaving because I can have the day, and that was like my mindset. But I think that I recently changed. Every time I do that now, when I'm on the trip, I'm like, can I get the fuck out of here? Like, <laughs> I know. So I've never been the person who wants the latest flight. I've always been the earliest flight because once the once like I go once I wake up on that day, that it's over. We got to go. It's giving me anxiety to be here anymore, knowing that we're leaving. Right. You know? Yeah. No, I think I think that's part of it. And it's like also like I don't like I think when I was 22, I was like, yeah, I'll get back at like 1130 and then I'll just go to work the next morning. And now I'm like, oh, that feels like very intense and um, anxiety ridden because I don't want to get back and then have to be like immediately going to bed and and being in the new and like back to work. Like I need a few hours to get home and like decompress and like order dinner and relax. I even prefer a, a whole night before. Where like there's nothing. Oh, to come back and have like an extra day of no work before you go back to work. Yeah. Or of just like administering. That's what we call it when you're just like doing your shit. Administering in your home. But it's funny because I used to be just like maximize the amount of time. In In the the sun. And that's really, if I'm being honest. That's what it was. Let's let's get the sun time and then leave once once the solar noon is over. I feel like you barely ever go I feel like you probably could count the vacations you've been on by choice that are not sun vacations I mean you mean like in the cold or I feel like almost all of the vacations you go on have some element of being warm beach vacations I think I that's not true I go to Europe I've been to Europe a bunch I went my honeymoon was like they're in the that's what I'm saying like my honeymoon was like in the sun but it doesn't mean that like that was a sunny vacation I've been to Iceland. I've been to a bunch. I, I just like to have at least part of the trip. Like a few. Because to me, that's a, vaca- a vacation is sort of just like. You know, you're surrounded by like beautiful warmth and like beauty. What, whatever warmth. island or place you're <laughs> or anywhere you're at. And you can like relax. Like vacations that are too active to me are not necessarily a vacation. They're not like relaxing. Well, I think it depends like where you are. Like if you go to. Paris, which I I don't like, but let's say one likes Paris. That's not like relaxing, but it kind of is because you're just leisurely doing what you want and exploring. I guess it depends what you. But you still like want to take advantage of like the city and go and see stuff. You're not like, well, I think that depends on your on your way of like. Why would I go to Paris and then sit in my and then like relax in my room? You don't have to relax in your room. It's more like you could just say like, okay, well, I'm just gonna like leisurely walk around the city and not get online here and get online here. And that gets boring like much faster than honestly. Now I'm like over sightseeing entirely, and I'm like, okay, if I I'm gonna walk past the thing and then. But where are you walking to? Then you wind up just like I'm like you on a regular day. <laughs> it's just like it's just like meals then surrounded by like random walking for mel- that doesn't work for that many days. I like I that. Oh my gosh, that is all I want to do in like a city like walking, shopping, seeing stuff. You know, you 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 encounter things and then you go to your next meal. Maybe you like go to one place that you have a ticket for. 
don't know. I like that. I like a, but depends on the city, obviously. To each their own. Okay. New question. Take away like prices and effort getting there, everything. What is the ideal vacation amount of days? If it didn't take any effort to get there, six days. Six days. That's your ideal. If, if it, if it was just like no effort to, to get there, but because things take effort to get there, I feel like I need to be there longer so that I can like actually get adjusted to it and for it to be worth going. Hmm. It all, it really depends on the ease and the comfort of getting there. I think three nights after three nights, a vacation is like starting to wear on me a little bit. I want to be back in my own bed. Anywhere, literally anywhere. Like after three nights, I'm like, I've, I've had all the decadent meals. I've, you know, the drinks do not taste as good or feel as good as they did day one. We always talk about how the first yeah, drink is the best. They suck after. I'm like, I want to, I miss my like routine a little bit. I think three nights, if I, if there was no transportation involved, that would be, I'm like ready to go. I would, if I, in my, in my dream world, I do one three night vacation a month. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it were easy to, Okay. I agree with that. If it were, if there was like you could teleport, right. three nights would be great. Maybe I honestly, I think I need four. Three nights to me is like the minimum that you can immerse, that you can like get your mind out of the other stuff and into the place you are. So I think I need at least between four and six nights somewhere, just so I can like detach from where I just was. I right. think if if you could if you could teleport four day vacate four night vacations every maybe eight four night trips a year yeah that would be nice with or nine three night nine three night nine three night okay well definitely leave us a review and let us know which night combination you are <laughs> the reason because three is my ideal and the reason that i like book longer is because it does take a lot of time to get places and it is expense i'm not going to pay for nine flights a year for three yeah. nights so i'm going to pay for like much fewer for longer because it just doesn't make any economic sense. Also, once you're somewhere, it's like, oh, I want to see the stuff around it. Like I prefer, I also tend to do like longer trips where we do a bunch of things because, you know, you don't want to have to, I don't know if I feel like depending on like if you take a long flight somewhere and you're only going to like one place, I'm like, oh, did I really just like only see one thing? When I was right, you're not maximizing your uh, your distance because then if you want to see the other things, you have like when we went to Australia. Like if, if you want to see a different part of Australia, we got to go back entirely. Like, right, that's we have to long, do <laughs> that's two days of your whole life just to go back, just the bare and back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Plus, like for me, it's and part of the like, and this is why I think when we invited my mom, she was like, "No, I'm not coming." Be- and we talked about this is because it's like, okay, I don't just have to like sit on the plane for the length of the flight. I have to get to the airport, be in the airport, deal with the airport shit, get to be on, deal on, deal with the plane. Maybe there's a delay. Maybe people are being, maybe there's issues. I have to deal mm. with the fucking plane, the baggage, the, all this stuff. And then you have to like settle Getting off in. the plane is the worst part yeah. of flying. Then you have to like settle in. Do you, is your, are your bags there? You have to settle into the hotel. You like, if you could just be there, three days would be great. Right. And this is all assuming you don't even have like a canceled flight or some sort of other 
Right. Terrible nightmare. I mean, all lucky problems to have. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> we do a, we do a lot of hypothetical travel on this show. We do, we do, we do. But I mean, we love travel. That's I think a passion for both of us is is travel. So. I think vacations are a passion for both of us. Yeah, but we like to see shit. I saw that travel. Yeah, yeah we like, we like to see know. shit. But like, I yeah, I I think it's we like vacations. Like, if I'm being honest, you know. Yeah, that's true. I do like a vacation. It really breaks things up. A th- nice three-night vacation. Um, <laughs> nine times a year. <laughs> nine times a year. That's Teleport- the ticket. Teleported. That's the ticket. But I'm I'm uh I'm excited for you. It's like you're going on like you're going on the, the you're I feel like you're you're think you guys are doing some experimental like beach stuff you're nervous about. I'm like so like this is my wheelhouse trip. Yeah, you're you're really good at this. Please let send me any tips you have for sitting at the beach all day without wanting to die. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> uh, really good book. I oh yeah, I definitely have a lot of books. I have several have books a good in my book bag for like a beach vacation that is just like oh wow. You know what? Life I, as long as I have shade and my ice roller and um <laughs> and like a lot of cold beverages, I'll be okay. My problem is that like I get. You've been with me when my nose swells up. It's just, you know, I don't yeah, know. I'm you not get a little allergic to the sun. I'm but Eastern get, European. Get yeah, get, I'm Eastern European too. Okay, um, but like I'm, <laughs> I'm like the palest Eastern European. <laughs> Here's what you do. I'm. Oh my god, I had. To, I'm having like a vision. I'm manifesting for you. You're on the beach. You've got a great chair. You've got an umbrella over you. Unlike in my vision, you have a really good book. And you have, I mean, for me, it would be like a glass of rosé, but you can pick your drink of choice. Aperol spritz. Fine. You have an Aperol spritz and you're in the middle of a really good book, just looking and hearing the ocean in the background. Oh. That's going to be great. I will send you a video and, um, you know, I'm very excited. I'll let you know what I'm reading. Okay. So now we, I think we both know what we're doing for Thanksgiving at this point. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competition for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios in Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant nearly 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitor are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. If you're looking for simple but quality products for your five-minute makeup routine or want full-face glam that'll stun on a night out, Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards. It's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. My long-standing favorite, as you already know, is their mascara, but my favorite thing about Thrive is that they also support communities that we care about and do their best to give back. And while you know how much I love their mascara, right now I am loving their new Brilliant Eye Brightener. It is a highlighter stick made to brighten and open up your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. 
You just apply it to the inner corner of your eyes to look rested and effortless. You can also use it as an eyeshadow for a perfect daytime glow or use the metallic shades for an easy smoky eye. It goes on very easily, making it easy to blend any of the 16 shades. Perfect for a five minute makeup or a full face glam. Spring is a great time to refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. And right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash betches. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Betches for 10% off your first order. Jordana, so by the way, I've been prepping to go on vacation by watching The White Lotus just to get myself Ooh, like in the mood. That's funny. But, um, you know, I got a, which character will I be? You know, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, but it reminds me that apparently Nicole Kidman uh, dropped the tea this week, accidentally or not, that there's going to be another Big Little Lies. Um, I'm very excited. That was a. Would you say that show was good, bad, bad, good? I would say it was. Season good, two was good, like or a little weird. Season one, I think, was good, good. Season two was maybe good, bad. Yeah. Um, but I really liked it. I kind of want to rewatch that show. I haven't seen that show in many years. I would too. Yeah, and Meryl Streep was in the second season. I'm like, she ba- she basically said it like while she apparently she said it while she was speaking on stage at a ladies professional golf association Q and A in Naples, Florida, um, during like a you know a golf championship tournament that I guess she was attending, and she just basically says we'll be bringing you a third one. FYI, meaning a third season. Oh, okay. I wonder if that was uh, not allowed. Right. Well, I wonder like what made this is just. With you know, this, the golf event, trying to get their name out there, you know. I'm like weirdly a big Shailene Woodley fan. I know. You know she's like do. kind of a weirdo. Yeah, you do love Shailene Woodley. You've I don't always really know been why. into her. I don't know. Sometimes you just like decide you like a certain celebrity and you just like are into I guess them. So I don't know anything about her, but I do like her. She's you like very, her vibe. Yeah. No, she's very she's like a little like granola crunchy, you know, like she might be like anti-vax though. I think she is, but I think, yeah, I think I think she is, but it also goes with her like no shoes, no deodorant, right? No, yeah, all Love raw that. food vibe. Yeah, that's so you. <laughs> she didn't like have a cell phone. I think we talked about that on the show or something until like. <laughs> okay, I feel like maybe the thing to like about her is not the anti-vax thing. It's like the beating to her own drum, yeah, kind of vibe. Yes, she marches to the beat of her own drum. Yeah, beating. Yeah, something exactly. along. That. But she's fun. It's just funny to like. Th- I think of her as so opposite of like Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon. So, well, that funny. is the premise of the show. That's also true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole idea. That's why they cast her. I'm sure. Oh my god, I once took a like road trip along Route uh, Highway One. So did um, I. And I, th- yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not unique, but yeah. um, I remember driving by, what was it, Monterey? Yeah. Um, And just incre- such an incredible so nice. view. Like, I don't it's know. It's crazy. So cool. I mean, we want to live there really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little scary, although I feel like you probably liked that. Safe danger? A little bit. Yeah, but yeah, I like when there's like a I like when there's like it's like scary, but there's like a true professional in charge. If that makes right. sense, so you don't want to be driving there. No, yes, no. So my I wouldn't like driving it. Mike Mike did a better job. Anyway, my mom and I drove there like after the year I 
that we graduated high school, she we went to California and we drove wow. down the coast. And I definitely was too immature to appreciate it as much as I could have. You're probably complaining the whole goddamn time. Yeah, I fell off a horse on uh-huh. a, on on a golf course actually in Monterey <laughs> in Monterey, and I thought I had a concussion. So we went to the hospital in Monterey. This is my Monterey story, and then so I was kind of bitching about the concussion, you know. Or I mean, that's I don't remember if I actually had one. Would be fair. Yeah, yeah. No, it was not ideal. But I too was on a golf. This course. This explains a lot. I'm just kidding. Yeah, um. <laughs> <laughs> she fell. She fell on her head after high school. Um. Okay, yeah. everything. That's a cool. That's a cool, fun like memory. Not the horse part, but the the road trip. My part. dad was actually at at the vacation for that part. Like he came for half of it. We went from San Francisco just, to L.A. just to watch you fell off the horse. No, he was <laughs> just there for the first half until we got to like Southern California. We went to like Hearst Castle. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Hearst Castle. Oh, um, that's cool though. And all these cool places, Santa Barbara. It was great. I would love to do that again. You and your mom should do a part two, like when you're now that you're probably twice the age that you were when you first did it. Yeah, almost. And just way more appreciative. I could see your mom being good on a road trip. Yeah, she she is. She is very My mom's fun time. She is. Love Eileen. Hi, if you're listening. Well, I don't think she is. Oh. I I think she's behind on these. But um, I'll, we'll know for sure when we, uh, you know, if she ever says anything. Did you watch The Crown? I haven't haven't watched the whole thing, but I watched the first, I don't know, two or three episodes. I watched the whole thing. Okay. So Um, don't give up. I mean, we all know. The thing about the show is we all know what happens. Yeah. Right, right. I would put it in the category. I'd put those episodes in the category of good, bad, um, but I still liked them. So. Oh, you didn't think they were that good? I thought they, I didn't think they were good, good. I thought they were good, bad. Like, do you think, and do you think the whole show is is No, I think most of the show is good, good up until like. What, what didn't you like about it? I just thought it was like speculative. One, um, like too speculative. It wasn't focused enough on the queen, and I don't know. Like I couldn't shake this feeling of like, okay, this is one way to tell the story, but I've heard it told other ways. And I what I've other ways it. have you heard it? I mean, I like, haven't seen the end, the like, end but I assume like from this, the first two episodes. The way they're telling it really emphasizes that Muhammad Al-Fayed was pushing them into this relationship. And oh, yeah. <laughs> and like that he was there was like this complex he had about like the Brits, which I do think probably does hold up. But there was. How, how do we know what really went on? In those like how do we know what any of it went on though for any of the show? Because there's because like I think there were some primary sources that they use. I mean, I guess maybe they did it the same way. I don't know. It just wasn't as focused on the queen. It felt almost just like I don't know. It didn't have anything like groundbreaking about it. And having seen this story told so many right. times, I'm just sort of like, okay. I think it's tough material to work with because yeah. unlike the rest of the crowd, like season one and two, like I had no idea about any of that stuff. Like the details are so interesting. Just having like, that's not, that hasn't been in pop culture references for the past, I don't know, 15 years. Like the Diana thing, I think is a lot more high pressure because people already know a lot more about that. And like the story is so much bigger, at least for a millennial generation than whatever was happening with, you know, the king's brother abdicating for his divorced wife or something like, 
there's a lot more pressure and I feel like it's much higher stakes to tell this story, right? So I see what you're saying and why it would be a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, what'd you think of it? Um, I really, I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't really know. I'm not like a Diana head. I don't know if that's I am. a thing. Um, it is a thing. So I didn't really know. I obviously know like the main details of what happens with her. With her, I didn't really know much about this. Before I watched the show, I didn't even really know she was like in a relationship with Dodie like at all. I think that I thought that was. Oh, that was like a huge piece. Which, But I think, again, this is this was reemphasizing that like their relationship was much shorter and more like flashy than right. it was necessarily real. Yeah. Spring has sprung, and that means it's time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, new warm weather bedding, flight for that summer getaway. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code BETCHES when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code BETCHES. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code BETCHES. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them buttoned up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. Not only are they offering you an unbiased opinion, they're also professionals in the field and they know because you could be going through something and you'll have someone to talk through it, but you could also not be going through something. Things might arise and you don't even realize something is bubbling up. I'm really good at identifying it now, but when I was like very early in my therapy, I didn't really realize I had anxiety or it was really affecting my life. And I figured that out with a therapist and I realized how it was affecting my life. And it was just such a great experience. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash Betches. It's interesting because, I, again, I haven't gotten, I haven't finished it yet, but it seems like I couldn't tell if they were trying to say that he was like actually interested in her or he was kind of just doing what his dad. It was like unclear to me if he was actually interested in her or if he was kind of using her. I think they were trying to portray that it was like a little bit of both and that maybe he couldn't even tell the difference himself because of the way that his father uh, kind of like made him be. And I think that that's part of the tragedy is that you have these like two super young people who were both like t- thrown every which way by their family members who were more wealthy and more powerful. And I think even if they had like anchored the conversation on that commonality, it would have been more interesting. Right. 
than the way they did it. I think it makes Camilla look like pretty great. She seems like she's kind of, you know, it's funny because I feel like Camilla was always sort of portrayed as, or from what I remember as a kid, as like this sort of, you know, this other woman, evil. like evil person we shouldn't really like at all. But she does seem sort of just like the most, at least how they're portraying her, totally normal, like doesn't really care. Like Charles is much more advocating on her behalf than she even really cares for. Seems very much like people will come around. Like, I don't really. And this again, this is from what I've seen on the show. I don't know how accurate it is, but it's it, they seem to be portraying her as sort of like a. They're in love and sh but she's like not annoying about it. <laughs> well, I think this is sort of like real life where it's like, OK, from someone's perspective, that's that is how it went down from another person's perspective. It probably went down very differently. Or if you cherry pick certain instances of each type of behavior over the that happened over like 20 years, you're going to get you're going to get like a mix of a narrative or like even on the same day on a different day, you could have your own varied perspective on her. And I think that I think part of this is that like the writer of the show doesn't want to like go astray of King Charles and like the royal family also like that is a factor. I mean, Charles still looks like kind of a loser in this comparatively though where he's like i wear my stories about camilla it's funny <laughs> that like you say this because like my like my mother for example like i think everyone of like our parents generation like thinks camilla still like they're they're they hate her she was did all this stuff to diana charles is horrible for doing this so i think they those like my mom thinks that it was like easy on him you think it was like hard on him on charles not really i mean on camilla i would say more than charles oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I think that like it really just depends like from where you sit and the writer picked an angle and it was a more modern angle where like Camilla wasn't getting torn apart. That also happens to like benefit, you know, the writer probably in terms of how like the royal family thinks of that him. All right. I mean, she's she's still alive and like Diana and they want to get like knighthoods. So, right. I mean, know. it's it's interesting, I guess, just like I think Bravo historian uh, Sam Bush, as I said this before, we're like, that's really like the true love story here is Charles yes. and Camilla, which is really accurate. And I mean, I have to say, like, Camilla, much older than Diana, much less attractive, I think, conventionally. Like, this is a story where, like, if Charles wasn't truly, like, in love with her personality and who she was as a person, like, he really did a lot of work to to be with her and it does not seem superficial to me at all that's exactly how i feel have and have felt about their relationship for quite a while now especially because like yeah that's commitment like he and part of it i think is that he like he could have been like he could have divorced diana and started dating like a 23 year old but i think it, the point is that he didn't he never it was never about anyone else but her Right. Yeah. He never wanted to like marry Diana. He was forced to marry Diana because because he couldn't marry Camilla. All he ever wanted was Camilla. He's maintained consistency on that point. And now that, you know, and I think that there's like a lot of respect for like she took all a lot, you know, she put up with a lot so that. Right. And I mean, at least this shows her this. I mean, at least in this depiction of her, she's never like talking shit about Diana. She's never like, I mean, I think that is unlikely to have happened in real life. I'm sure to an extent, but it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like she's done that in a way she is doing that in any sort of way that is 
uh, more than one would expect or yeah. like less potentially less than what she seems very confident in herself in this depiction of her and it's just interesting i think the dynamics and again like i just think she's like there's an inherent urge to dislike her but i think the show makes her almost as likable as possible i agree and i think she might even be hot take maybe the most likable since the queen herself right. maybe she's really great that's like another option. I'll be honest, like when I read Spare, now that this is kind of jogging my memory and I can even go look back at like my pictures of it, I kind of think she, I think that also changed my like, ver- my sense of her as just being a more dynamic, interesting, like stronger woman than, you know, you would necessarily assume. Right. I'm going to go ask- back and check that out because I feel like that was an impression I got. I think I forgot this fact from the show. Um why wasn't Charles allowed to marry her? Because she was she was married and she wasn't a virgin. Uh, before they met? No, she no, was no. married? I I don't no, no, no. I don't I don't think so, but it's like she was not a virgin. Okay. And they, they have to marry they were, a virgin. That was the issue was that she wasn't a virgin? Yeah. I wonder if that, that's definitely not still a rule. I assume. No, it's not. I mean right. all the rules are these rules are made. These rules aren't rules real. Are real. <laughs> yeah. Like they were real that time at War of yeah. Vest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So like the patriarchy and the queen is the real villain here, not Camilla. Yeah, that is the point, especially because also in the crown, I think it was in season five, Mark, like the queen makes the rule. You know, she didn't let her sister marry Peter Townsend. And then Anne, I think, wanted to marry someone like in the exact same situation. And she the queen let her do it years later. So it's like it kind of changes. And I mean, Kate Middleton obviously was not a virgin. Like they were dating. The queen is really Regina George here. She's just like, you know, making all these rules. She's trying to stay on top. It's like, uh, you know, yeah, like. Uh, I mean, I yeah. guess that the, for a woman of her time, I have to, you can't blame it entirely on her. It's sure this wasn't just like her choice. There's a lot of pressure from the outside to to be doing these things. But well, that's it, also the lesson of the crown. It's that like it's not even about her. She's just like the vessel for the, like the devo- the, the divinity right. yeah, of the crown, and that's why she like struggled with all these things. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for all. Tough, tough, tough to be a queen, isn't it? But speaking of the spare, this just reminded me the Harry's co-writer on spare is the guy who wrote that Wall Street Journal piece about Travis Kelsey this week that came out. Kate Kennedy actually pointed out to me that it was written by the co-writer of spare. And I just thought it was very interesting because. I mean, there you couldn't have written a more glowing piece like you couldn't have written something that brought to light someone's positives and minimized any of their negatives more effectively. That was probably like the way they got the article written. Right. Like th- I think a lot, a lot of the behind the scenes press is like a lot of bartering for like, it's not just like, can I, I do the story? The Wall Street Journal was like, I think they probably sought that went to a writer. Know, he probably only agreed to it or his publicist probably only agreed to it. If there was some sort of, control of the narrative well i'm sure they sought a writer that they know can can tell a nice humbling story about um not an underdog and and um and i don't know you who knows what the actual connection is but i just thought that was very interesting and i thought it was a really good story it made me really like him 
No, that's very uh, that's very interesting. Oh, Holly says I also want to just clarify about the Camilla, um, the Camilla Charles thing. She says Camilla got married after Charles was forced to break up with her, so they did date, and she wasn't married when they were dating, and so the reason like she couldn't be they just weren't into her for the queen. I think it's because she was known to not be a virgin was the reason they were originally not into her for the queen. She got married when he was away in the navy because they forced him to get away from her. Definitely. It seems like the consensus is definitely not a virgin. Yeah, that was the problem. That was actually like literally the problem. So he had to go find like a beautiful English rose and then he found Diana. Good for him for not caring, though, in that time, because like a lot of men, I think in that time would care that she was very clearly, definitely not a virgin, as it seems to be uh, widely known. Right. I mean... I, I don't think he cared in terms of like dating her. Charles also like dated around a lot before Diana. And Including that's why Diana's was, sister. Yeah. And it was like a thing that he needed to find like a young woman who was suitable to be queen. Wasn't going to be Camilla. Yeah, I have to wonder like if he was allowed to marry Camilla. Was part of their love story the fact that he wasn't allowed. So it made. Yeah. They're like more... star crossed lovers. But I think that even if they, it seems like they've been together a while now. It seems like even if they seems like they would have been a really good match, like they would have just been they together. They are a good match. Yeah. I mean, they're still together. I they and they they seem to really like each other by all accounts. Like I've never read an account ever. And they would exist about Charles and Camilla being like fake or not or or sticking, you know, having issues, but they're sticking together. Like I've never heard anything like that. So. It's truly a star-crossed lover situation, but I think the fact that Diana died, it really made her into a big villain, I'm sure, much like more than maybe she could have been if she didn't pop in pop culture. Definitely. They needed to make her a villain because when Diana was in the family, they needed Diana to be popular. There have been times when I realized I shouldn't have trusted my gut, like watching that extra show when I know I really should go to sleep because I have to wake up early or buying that pair of shoes that I really don't need. Probiotics can help with most of your gut decisions, but if your gut needs a little support, Ritual has your back. I love Ritual. I used to take Ritual's prenatals. It made me feel so strong and healthy during my pregnancy. My nails were so strong. My hair was great. I just really love the brand. Their three-in-one supplement includes a prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic with two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains Postbiotics provide fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining to support a healthy gut barrier. Ritual's delayed-release capsules are designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract. It's an all-in-one minty capsule, and there's no refrigeration needed. And Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritizing sustainability-sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash betches. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash betches for 25% off. Ready to redefine your relationship with alcohol? Whether you're trying to cut back or just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol, allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. 
Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet, fruity sours? Athletic Brewing has an assortment of non-alcoholic beers in almost any style you can think of. One thing I really like is a great Sunday brunch. And sometimes, you know, you kind of want to have a drink during it. But also it's Sunday and you kind of want to get your life together. That's the perfect occasion to have an Athletic Brew non-alcoholic beer. Athletic Brew is a variety of great tasting, award-winning non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Goldens, Extra Dark Brews, Sours, Hazies, and more. Many of which are only available online and for a limited time. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic Brews Bevs, you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. And when you support Athletic, you support a company that cares. They're a certified B Corp and donate up to $2 million annually to protect and restore outdoor spaces around the globe through the Two for the Trails program. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code BETCHES to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's B-E-T-C-H-E-S at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. Fit for all times. I know you're going to be in St. Martin, so you're probably not going to be doing this. I, one thing about me is I love a good sale. Absolutely nothing I love more than just feeling like I got a deal, like someone else paid more for something than I did. It goes with my competitive nature. It goes with my cheap nature. Is it about the other people paying more or is it about that you you paid as little as possible? It never occurred to me that like I was in competition with other people. Oh, you, if you're competitive enough, you can always be in competition with other people. That's, uh... That's so <laughs> funny because when I get a deal, I've never thought about it in relation to like me paying more than other people oh. did. It's more about just like me paying as little as I could possibly. No, I think that's like a little part of it. It's like not the most... Um... Becoming. It's not the most becoming, as <laughs> one, might, one might say, quality, but I do get a little bit of a high feeling like someone else paid something more for than, the, than I paid for something. That is so wild to me. That is, oh my gosh, I'm so curious if other people feel this way. It's equally upsetting to feel like I paid more than someone else for something. Never, never even thought about it in relation to other people. I only ever thought about it as like, is this too much that do I feel like I paid too much right. or do I feel like oh, I got a good deal? I've never, like a good that is so person. interesting. <laughs> is it because I'm a good person or is it just, we think about, it's so interesting. It's funny I how the minds the just work so differently. It just yeah. never once occurred to me that it was about like better than other people and not just relative to my own money. Yeah. I don't like this quality that I have, but it's just, I have to say it's there. I, uh, you know, I try to minimize it and I, you know, I have to, I admire that quality in you. You're, you're so, so generous. And so like, um, what's the word, uh, what's the mindset? Not zero sum. Um, Abundance mindset. Abundance mindset. And I would love to get more into that. This will be one of my resolutions for 2024, I think, is to become more abundance, not limited mindset. Um, It's very uh, good thing. I mean, here's the thing. Like, thank you. Thank you. First of all, I don't think it's like, I mean, to some extent, I feel like I've like a little bit cultivated it. But also, I think some of it is like natural or or due to like, you know, nurture, you know. Or just, yeah. cert- I don't know. It could be a million things, but I don't think it's like solely, oh, I'm just, I've decided to always just be generous. You know, that's not. Yeah. I yeah. would say that's one of our biggest differences if I have to think about, you know, I would qualities. totally yes. agree. But also like, it's kind of good because I don't think that people who have like 
my level of thinking about things are probably the best at running a business alone you know just because <laughs> just because I'd be like mm, we could just you know it's just you know you get yourself into trouble I think when right, you're well, always looking for a way to spend money it's kind of like I am. right it's kind of like you need the the healthy medium between the two of us potentially um in, in yes. a business sense and maybe aliens somewhat more I think she us. is yeah I think, I think she is middle ground but also it just has to like each conversation has to be had like on its own but it's so interesting you think I won't be shopping just because just because I'll be away I have a phone <laughs> I have a phone also Black Friday started weeks ago by the way I've there have already been sales that I have oh I read something online that the sales are starting earlier actually than they ever have partially because they don't think people are buying as much because people are just spending less this year or something, or they're expected to spend less this year than they have in previous years. Well, it's just you're relying on pure impulsiveness and not wearing people down. You know, like right. if you see something on November 2nd and you're like, ooh, that's like not bad, but I'm trying not to be spend so much this year. By the time it's November 29th, you might be like, oh, like I've really been thinking about this item. I should buy it. I could talk about the psychology of money and shopping for so long. It's money, actually wild. People don't talk about psychology of money that often and like how people think. About it. It's such an important part of like how we all exist in this capitalist society. I've been thinking about this actually for a really long time that there is like attachment style for money that people oh, have. Totally, totally. Like, yeah. And there's a maybe I sent you this like someone I came across. I've been thinking about this for like like at least a year at this point and I found some like TikTok recently maybe I meant to send it to you maybe I didn't actually do right. it but it's like you it does come down to like the abundance abundance theory and then obviously there's like layers of privilege right. in of course that. yes it's but, not, not every you know there's like the but I think that even within but you that could have people who are super yeah. privileged never lost never never spend a dime and people who, who have super no money and spend yeah. a lot or people um, who are just like their generosity like is the same at whatever level that they have. Like they're going to be really generous for whatever, whatever level. Right. They yeah. Have. Within their within their means. That's a good point. But I mean, speaking of that, we have a great gift guide. You can listen to it on this feed. Um, Sammy, do you want to expand? Yeah, we so basically we had um, two of our betches, two of our betches team, Maria and Maddie, who came on and they talked about we all we talked to Matt, Maddie of, of you up previously. Yeah. If you're a you up listener. Yes. Maddie, Maddie is now working on our go to shopping account, showing you all things shopping. I really love the account. I think she's been doing a great job with it, making it look very, very cool. Um, and basically, we talk all about gift giving, gift ideas, gift do's, don'ts, Jordana, you know. Oh, I got, by the way, since we recorded this, I got you a, your housewarming gift. That's so sweet. Oh my God. You're so oh, my God. oh my God. I'm so excited to give it to you. It's going to be, I mean, it's, it's classic me, totally not necessary, but I okay. do think it will make your life, it will help it will with a certain area. Easier? It will make your life, it's, it's not like better. easier, but, <laughs> but not better, but like one area that I know you, um, is it a vacuum? 
<laughs> I can't say it's that practical. Um, you also have a vacuum. I, I know. Saw, obviously I saw vacuum. your vacuum yeah, last out. the other yeah. week. It was out. Um, no, it's something that I know that you're going to want because you've talked about it in relation to something else on your other shows. Oh, wow. And it's something that you'll be able to reuse annually. Oh, wow. I can't wait for you to give it to me so we can tell the listeners what it is. We've built up a lot of anticipation. I know. Oh, I guess, oh actually, we talk about this a little bit more on the Good at Shopping episode. So if you guys want to listen to that, check it out. And I I mean, I know as here's the thing as Jews, generally, there's not as much of an intensity around gift giving. But now that I'm in the what Christmas Hanukkah game, did you celebrate? Uh, one where I did not get eight presents every night. There were eight of us. We're not like get. Uh, there wasn't like sixty four presents being given out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, they don't all have to be big. Like my Hanukkah presents. I don't even. I didn't. I stopped getting eight presents very early. But like my presents would be like. Are a you book. getting Avi eight presents? Not get, we're not getting each other. That's what I'm presents. saying. Like I'm saying, as an adult in like in, in oh, Judaism, no. there's not as much. It, it's the gift giving season, but it's not quite as intense for Jewish people. But now that I no. am in the Christmas game. I need the good at shopping episode because I actually like there are quite a few gifts to get and be and get received and lists to be made um, if you are in the Christmas game, which I now am in. Yeah. And you're also spending a lot at one time, whereas like, you know, if you're not in the Christmas game, you're just sort of in the general continuous spending as sammy Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) no you're just in like you're just in like you know it's someone's birthday you get them a gift someone's something you know you know Sammy can always find a reason to get someone a gift i it's how i express love and care to be honest and you know i could be i don't know i feel like people think like Having a having gifts as your love language is like shallow. Did we go into this on the other podcast? I, feel I don't like remember. We, I don't think we fully went into it, but I was going to say, I think when you were talking about how gifts are your love language, I was going to say like, that's usually considered like the bad one that you're not supposed to say. But I <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I am honest. And at least, you know, you can trust my word because I don't, you know, I'm not pretending like I care about, you know, acts of service when I want a fucking pair of earrings okay like I just want something nice I just like it okay I love opening something oh and a card it comes with a card you like a card Uh, I do love I love a card a card isn't really a gift though a card is a words of affirmation gifts come with cards I know but I'm saying like the the card I wouldn't consider the gift the card is like well you're talking about like a love letter that yes, you're a card can be like a very nice without going love letter but like, like when it's very nice it usually says like positive things about the person but it can say those things in like four sentences yeah and not I like, like a nice long card yeah you like a love letter maybe i'll give you one for your your, 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 oh, for you your good, uh bertha please oh my god you are a good card writer so i would love a card thank you my issue with my writing my card writing abilities is that my handwriting is really bad so i feel like the like the sentiment is really good in my cards like i think they're pretty good but they are they always look like a little scary. <laughs> well, Avi, Avi types his his cards and he oh that's cool and he Let's puts see. them on nice paper. So he prints it and he pastes them. He like or he just prints it no, out. No, he prints it out and on like, like a piece of computer paper? A paper. Yeah, but nice paper. He has nice paper. I have to see one of these. I won't read it. Just <laughs> I will show just, you. No, just show it to me. I will show you. Um, and he puts it in a box. It's the whole thing. Oh wow! Because of the nice paper. 
Well, yeah, if you haven't done one of these in like a while, what the fuck? Well, now you guys have been married a bit. Gone are the days. He's of the like, era. all right, here's here's your present <laughs> you, that you asked for specifically months ago, which reminds me, I know exactly what I'm going to be asking for for my birthday. <laughs> well, excited. guys, for more on gift giving, if you have a million gifts to get, you don't have any ideas. We are here to help. There is a whole episode out right now ahead of all the deal. Well, actually, in the midst of all the deals, as we've said before, the deals have been happening and are continuously rolling. Hopefully, they'll intensify on Friday, at least for one day. I hope so, so that I can feel like if I waited until Friday, I got the lowest deal. (laughs) Like instead of that sucker who bought it two days before. Do you have things you're intending to buy or are you just going to like buy what you see kind of thing? Like, oh, I need clothes. I have like lame household items that I'm waiting to buy nothing like that okay so that's not even like oh you could really like the thing so much that you feel like i got this really special item on sale yeah i I never think of like special items i'm never like jonesing for something special it's not about jonesing it's about like you see something and it calls to you and you're like i need that that is so something i want on a on a rare occasion i will look at something not buy it because i'll be like i don't need that and then if i'm still thinking about it like four days later and it's advertised to me correctly again <laughs> i will buy it okay so that means that it calls to you you know yeah. you're just getting in touch with your emotions no i'm the same way i'll like with but that's more like okay if i'm thinking about buying something i'll be like eh, maybe not and then if i'm still thinking about it then we get it right it doesn't have to be four days though it could be months could be psychology of gift giving psychology uh, of money of money yeah should do a psychology of money podcast. Anyway, I would love to. It'd be fun, but we're not certified. <laughs> we are not that. We are not. Well, we're not certified to really talk about pop culture either. And here we are. That's not a certification. <laughs> there it's should be. Like, a, there no should be a degree. Gonna, like, take responsible advice. I majored our... in Taylor Swift with a minor in Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, there's no irresponsibility. Like, you're not going to screw up anyone's life if you tell right. them the wrong information about Taylor That's Swift. True. You're not selling products, really. You're not you're not selling expertise that some people go to school for. That's a good point. No one's health is on the line. The stakes yes. are low. Anyway, yes, exactly. on that note, to our next episode. It. Yeah. If you guys are listening on Thanksgiving, I, I feel so honored to be a part of your Thanksgiving day. I know there's a lot of other stuff going on. And thank you for listening. I'm thankful that you guys listen to the show. I'm thankful that we can do this show. Sammy, what about you? Oh, oh, we're doing what we're thankful for. Me too. I mean... How lucky are we that we get to talk about things that we'd want to talk about anyway, in the way that we'd want that we would really talk about them, i.e., exactly. not fact checked, um, <laughs> and we get to do it for for fun. Agreed. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all the re- positive reviews you've given in the past and will give in the future. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week on the Adventures Podcast. Bye. Ad Betches is produced by Sean Kilby and Holly Wilkinson. Editing by Jazz Zapatos and Shannon Sasson. Be sure to follow Ad Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.